Hi everyone, this is Scott Lutz, and today we are in Psalm 15, 1 through 5, a Psalm of David. Um, and then we're going to go to Acts 23, 1 through 35 um, for your New Testament reading. I really hope you're being blessed by all this. And God bless you for coming along and listening to these podcasts. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary? Who may live on your holy hill? He whose walk is blameless and he and who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth for, from his heart and has no slander on his tongue. What does his neighbor, who does his neighbor no wrong and cast no slur on his fellow men? Who despises a vile man, but honors of those who fear the Lord, who keeps his oath, even when it hurts, who lends his money without usury, and does not accept a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things will never be shaken. Let's go ahead and head to your New Testament reading. Hi everyone, this is Scott Lutz, and this is your New Testament reading. Acts 23, 1-35. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. Before the Sanhedrin, we're continuing what, where we left off yesterday. Paul looked straight at the Sanhedrin and said, My brothers, I have fulfilled my duty to God in all good conscience to this day. At this, the high priest Ananias ordered those standing near Paul to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. You sit there to judge me according to the law. Yet you yourself violate the law by commanding that I be struck. Those who were standing near Paul said, You dare to insult the God's high priest? Paul replied, Brothers, I did not realize that he was the high priest, for it is written, Do not speak evil about the ruler of your people. Then Paul, knowing that some of them were Sadducees and the others Pharisees, called out in the Sanhedrin, my brothers, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee. I stand on trial because of my hope in the resurrection of the dead. When he said this, a dispute broke out between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. The Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, and that there are neither angels nor spirits, but the Pharisees acknowledge them all. There was a great uproar, and some of the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, stood up and argued vigorously. We find nothing wrong with this man, they said. What if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him? The dispute between some violent became so violent that the commander was afraid Paul would be torn to pieces by them. He ordered the troops to go down and take him away from them by force and bring him into the barracks. The following night, the Lord stood near Paul and said, Take courage. As you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must also testify in Rome. The Plot to Kill Paul The next morning, the Jews formed a conspiracy and bound themselves with an oath not to eat or drink until they have killed Paul. More than 40 men were involved in this plot. They went to the chief priests and elders and said, We have taken a solemn oath not to eat nor drink eat anything until we have killed Paul. Now then, you and the Sanhedrin petitioned the commander to bring him before you on the pretext of wanting more accurate information about his case. We are ready to kill him before he gets here. But when the son's, son of Paul's sister heard 
of this plot, he went into the barracks and told Paul. Then Paul called one of the centurions and said, Take this young man to the commander. He has something to tell them. So he took him to the commander. The centurion said, Paul the prisoner sent for me and asked me to bring this young man to you because he has something to tell you. The commander took the young man by the hand, drew him aside and asked, What is it you want to tell me? He said, The Jews have agreed to ask you to bring Paul before the Sanhedrin tomorrow on the pretext of wanting more accurate information about him. Don't give in to them because more than 40 of them are waiting in ambush to for him. They have taken an oath not to eat or drink until they have killed him. They are ready now, waiting for your consent to their request. The commander dismissed the young man and cautioned him. Don't tell anyone that you have reported this to me. Paul transferred to Caesarea. Then he called two of his centurions and ordered them, Get ready a detachment of 200 soldiers, 70 horsemen, and 200 spearmen to go to Caesarea at 9 tonight. Provide mounts for Paul so that he may be taken safely to Governor Felix. He wrote a letter as follows. Claudius Lysias to His Excellency Governor Felix. Greetings. This man was seized by the Jews and they were about to kill him. But I came with my troops and rescued him. For I have learned that he is a Roman citizen. I wanted to know why they were accusing him, so I brought him to their Sanhedrin. I found that the accusation had to do with questions about their law, but there was no death or imprisonment when I, when I was informed or of a plot to be carried out against the man. I sent him to you at once. I, was, I also ordered his accusers to present to you their case against him. So the soldiers carrying out their orders took Paul with them during the night and brought them as far as Antipatris. The next day they let the cavalry go on with him while they returned to the barracks. When the cavalry arrived in Caesarea, they delivered the letter to, gov to the governor's hand and handed him over to Paul hand and handed Paul over to him. The governor read the letter and asked the, what province he was from. Learning that he was from Cilicia, he said, I will hear your case when your accusers get here. Then he ordered that Paul be kept under guard in Herod's palace. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Dear God, I just praise you. I thank you for everything you've done. I lift you up, O oh Lord. I thank you for your kindness, love, and mercy. I ask that you watch over us and keep us safe, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a good day.